Rodgers is a member of the New York Jets. Well, technically, we're still waiting for trade confirmation, but he's as good as a, a member of the New York Jets, and that has kind of capped off what has been an incredible week in sports. Hello and welcome back to the Andrew Steele podcast. We're presented by blogsofsteel.substack.com. And yeah, it's just been an insane week in sports. NFL free agency, the whole Aaron Rodgers stuff with the Jets. March Madness has started. You know, normally I am pumped about March Madness, and I am this year, but it's just crept up and on me this year. And there's been so much other stuff going on. I, I can't believe it started. I caught a few games on um, Thursday night, which was great. I'm looking forward to a weekend of basketball. But there's been hockey. There's been some great hockey games. Baseball, and we're going to get onto that in a minute. And then, yeah, the NFL, which never fails to deliver. And we're still waiting on Rodgers, and we're still waiting on this trade to be to be completed between the Jets and the Packers. I think all indications are that it's going to be soon. So I thought the only the only guest to get on was Antoine V. Staley, who covers the Jets for the New York Daily News. He came on, and it was literally all Rodgers, which you won't be surprised about. We did a deep dive into into uh, what's going on with that in terms of when we can expect the decision on the on the trade, what kind of compensation the Jets are going to have to give up, um, what weapons Rodgers are going to bring with him. Obviously, Alan Lazar's already signed. Um, you know, there's rumours of Randall Cobb and Odell Beckham Jr. Although I, I think Odell Beckham Jr. is going to go where the money, where the money is and uh, I'm not convinced the Jets are going to given what he wants, given they've got other holes to fill. But we had a really good conversation about Rogers, really in-depth about a number of things, and uh, Antoine was great, and it, it was really good to get him on. But before I hand you over, I want you to indulge me. I want to go on a rant. So I don't know if those who are listening have, have been paying any attention. Uh, you would have seen something on the on the site late last night. The World Baseball Classic is going on at the moment, obviously, along with spring training. It's the first World Baseball Classic that I've sat down and watched, and I've loved it. I've loved every minute. It's been great. It's been really entertaining. Um, there's a lot of star power there. And, you know, even the smaller countries have been great. You know, teammate, they had an espresso machine in their dugout. And, you know, I think it was fun to poke fun at Great Britain. Um, yes, I know they're my home country because of those awful uniforms, but I, I've just loved watching Shohei Otani ball out. I've loved watching Mike Trout absolutely dominate, and, and it, it is so interesting to see Mike Trout operating when he's got something to go and win. You know, Team USA could go all the way, and you can tell he's got fire in his belly, and it, and it's I'm a huge Mike Trout fan. He's, you know, he's one of the best players on the planet. It's criminal that he's he's not even sniffed the World Series. Uh, I mean, he can't even make the playoffs for the Angels, which isn't his fault. So it is great to see him dominating on on the big stage. But there's been a lot of controversy the last couple of days. Uh, you know, Wednesday night, Edwin Diaz, who who obviously just signed a, a new deal with the, the Met superstar closer, went down with a knee injury. He was celebrating with uh, Puerto Rico after their win over the Dominican Republic. And it was a freak accident. That's all it was. He was celebrating, landed on his on his right knee. Um, he's had to undergo surgery, and he's he's likely to miss the the uh, entirety of the twenty twenty three season. It's a huge blow to the Mets. You know, I'm a Mets fan. I cover the Mets, 
Uh, it's a huge blow to their World Series aspirations. You know, Diaz was the best closer in baseball last year. There was no reason to think he wasn't going to be that again this year. So that that's a huge blow. It's also a blow because Diaz was so fun to watch. You know, I I, I wrote in my piece I did last night that he he almost transcended baseball last year. You know, those those walks to the mound with uh, Marco blasting those, those clips went viral. And baseball was being talked about by non-baseball fans even. And, and I knew people who who aren't particularly interested in baseball anymore who were tuning in to watch that. And, and baseball needs players like that they can market. You know, they need the Otanis. They need the, the Edwin Diaz's. They can, they can market and that kids want to be. So it's crushing for him as well that he's going to be out for the season. But... His injury is, is kind of allowed people to come out with some really trash takes about the World Baseball Classic. And I've seen some really disturbing and just trash takes. Now, look, everyone's allowed opinion and, you know, sports media is all about, you know, debates and and opinions. But there's also such a thing as cold takes. There's a reason why freezing cold takes exist, because they feast on, on such takes. And I'm seeing some really relevant people like Keith Oberman, who I've always kind of respected Keith, but he put a tweet out which was just, you know, I'm not even going to repeat what he said, but he kind of discredited his own argument, not that he had one with with what he put, but this whole argument that, I mean, firstly, I think it's only coming up because Diaz is, is out for the year, which, look, again, it sucks, but there's two things to remember here. One... It happened during a celebration. So it wasn't like he hurt himself during the game. It's a freak accident. They they can happen anytime, anywhere. Um, and let's not forget, the Mets were messing around during a spring training drill, practicing a World Series celebration a couple of years ago. I mean, so anyone could have blown out a knee doing that. So those people using that as a as a kind of a stick with which to, to, to bash the World Baseball Classic, just you need a better argument... And also, players can get hurt in spring training. Gavin Lux, you know, he was going to be the primary shortstop for the Dodgers this year. He's out for the year. He got hurt in a, in a spring training game and, and that's it. I mean, every year we see players go down hurt. It's the same in the NFL when camps open. You know, you can guarantee once camps open, you'll you'll hear some big names that will, you know, will be out for the year because they've gone down hurt. It, it, <laughs> You know, it sucks, it's a crappy part of the sport, but it happens. So you can't use one devastating injury to then discredit a whole competition and say it should be scrapped. And then the people that are then coming out and saying that it doesn't matter and it's just a glorified exhibition, like, again, what are you talking about? It's horse crap. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, look at the stat. Like, when you have a sports debate, you use the stats because the stats don't lie. And the stats are that if you look, these these games in their respective countries are attracting huge numbers. Like, I think it was a Japan-Korea game had like 62 million viewers or something, um, which is insane. You know, Shohei Otani has doubled his Instagram following since the tournament started. Again, baseball has a markability problem with its stars. It doesn't market its stars enough. The same with the NHL. The World Baseball Classic has has put Otani on the biggest stage and I think that's going to benefit Major League Baseball 
when the season, the regular season starts in a in a couple of weeks, because I think now more eyes are going to be on the league and more eyes are going to be on people like Otani. So it's doing good for the game of baseball. And all we hear is, well, you know, we need to save baseball because it's not as popular. Well, this is helping it along with the rule changes. And you can't, again, all these people coming out and saying it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. Just listen to the comments by the player. You know, Lindor has come out and, and given a really staunch defence. And look, you know, look how it means when they celebrate. Look look at Mike Trout. I've never seen Mike Trout so happy playing baseball. Like, it's probably the purest form of baseball you'll ever see. And it, it's so fun to watch because the crowds are into it. The players are into it. They're representing their country. This means something. And I think for the people out there that are jumping on the bandwagon now and saying, well, you know, it doesn't mean anything. It's, it's a glorified exhibition game. People get hurt. Again, one, players can get hurt in spring training. So are we just going to stop spring training? Are we going to, as soon as the first player goes down hurt on opening day, are we then going to postpone opening day and say, no, we can't have that because there's injuries? You know, if a player gets hurt in the first game of the Stanley Cup playoffs, are we going to cancel the rest of the playoffs because someone's gone down hurt? If if a player gets hurt in week one of the NFL season, are we going to postpone the rest of that season? Like it's, 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 it's such a stupid take. It's such a horse crap take. And it doesn't make any sense. And again, the, the second point about not meaning anything, I, I, I'm pretty sure those people that are saying that haven't watched a single game. Because if they did... They wouldn't be saying it because there's no way you could say it with any vindication or justification or execution based on what we're seeing. Every single game matters to these players and that every single game has been a great product. And I, for one, have loved it. And I'm I'm thankful that the next one is in, in two years because, I've like I said, having that alongside spring training... He's, he's made spring training a lot more interesting as well because you know we're seeing a lot more younger players get get chances and get reps, so you know it's been beneficial in more in more ways than one. And and I mean, I the the problem I have as well when people are debating is I think people can make it personal, but then people just throw garbage out there that you can't even argue back. I mean, I saw a tweet earlier where someone who is kind of trying to, I'm not going to name him, but he's trying to come off as, you know, respectable. But he was like, well, you know, hardly any of the stars have turned up. And if you look at Team USA, the biggest player on the roster is Adam Wainwright. Are you on drugs? Like, this is the lineup for Team USA the other night against Colombia. Mookie Betts, Mike Trout, Paul Goldsmith. Nolan Arenado, Pete Alonso, Carl Schwarber, Tim Anderson, Will Smith, Trey Turner. Mike Trout's like the best player on the planet with Otani. Mookie Betts is a freaking superstar. Nolan Arenado is absolutely, has redefined the third base position. Paul Goldsmith is an absolute masher. Pete Alonso has done nothing but hit homers since he's come into the into Major League Baseball. Trey Turner's just signed a 300 million contract with the Phillies. Tim Anderson's a star. Will Smith's a very good player. Carl Schwarber is a very good player. So I read that tweet and I was like, if people, to me, that just proves they haven't got an argument because if people are resorting to nonsense like that, then it's because you haven't got anything else and you know we're right. It's crazy to me. Again, it's only become a big thing because of the injury to Diaz, which again was crappy and you don't want to see it, but... Yeah, it's, there, there's a lot of bad takes 
on social media and social media kind of is an enabler of those and um we we see some pretty horrific ones in in sports but yeah and and I don't mind having a having a good well balanced argument with someone if if they've actually generally got good points but the the points I'm seeing again just are based on nothing they're based on crap they're not based on any substance or truth because the the stats and the and you know what we're seeing with our eyes tell us otherwise so yeah sorry I wanted to, to rant a little bit um that that has annoyed me and you can go on blogsofsteel.substack.com and read my kind of piece in defense of the WBC there's also another Rogers piece I kind of feel a bit bad because I kind of feel the website's been taken over by Rogers there's a lot of Rogers stuff on there but that you know that will settle down once uh once the trade's announced and we kind of get into camps and stuff, there's also a, a Lamar Jackson piece because that, that situation is very bizarre. Um, we also announced the launch of the Mount Andrews Alternative Mount Rushmore feature, so we're hoping to get the first one up in the next couple of days. Um, you, we are in the process of rejigging the website in terms of getting some unique features that you won't see anywhere else because that's what's going to grow the site, and I know that's what you guys are interested in. So... Uh, it's been a process. Um, we're a month old, which is flown by, but but we're getting there. Lots of exciting stuff on the horizon. Um, but that's the problem: is our sports doesn't sleep. There's no such thing as an off season, and you know, hockey and basketball are nearing the playoffs. Baseball's just about to start. NFL doesn't stop, so there's no rest period, which is which is good because it keeps me busy. And um, yeah, again, lots of exciting stuff. Um, I want, I'm going to try and bring a March Madness guest on next week if I can, because again, I, I absolutely love March Madness. And if I could sit in my underwear all day and watch that with a beer and hot wings, I would. But um, that might be the plan when we when we get near the end of the tournament. But I'm going to start stop um, jabbing now. I'll pass you on to my conversation with Antoine V. Staley of the New York Daily News. And uh, yeah, if you're a football fan, if you're a Jets fan, if you're uh, Aaron Rodgers fan, this is going to be for you. So here we go. So um, I'm delighted to be joined by Antoine V. Staley from, uh, he's the Jets reporter for the New York Daily News. Um, been a massive week in the, the NFL and there's one name on the lips of everybody, so it, it was only right to get you on. Um, and we're going to dive right into it. What are you hearing on, on the timeline for this trade with um, Aaron Rodgers to get it done? Uh, I mean, they hope it's done soon. Uh, quite frankly, the sooner the better, but... You know, they, they're trying to work out, obviously, the restructure of the contract, but also trade agreements. The Packers, you know, seem like they want a first-round pick at least, but the Jets are kind of hell-bent on not giving one. So it's kind of a bit of a standstill on that front. But yeah, I think it might be a week. It might be two weeks before it gets done. I, I still imagine it will get done, but it's definitely going to take some time. Yeah, obviously there's a lot of noise out there, and, and a lot of it has come from, from Rogers himself. It, from what you said there, is it the kind of compensation and, and the restructuring of the deal that's that's dragging this out, or is there a little bit of um, politics going on with with Rogers and the Packers? Well, I think it's I think it's a, I think it was a little bit of politics because um, 
I mean, it was the worst kept secret that they were looking to move on and wanted to start Jordan Love. But, you know, I think it's the lack of, you know, communication between the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, you know, basically, you know, that kind of, you know, held things up too. And obviously, you know, they ended up beating the Jets Brass, ended up beating Aaron Rodgers, you know, um, last week and, you know, try to tell him that they wanted him to be a Jet. And I think ever since then, he's kind of been on board with that. But, yeah, I think it's the trade conversation, too. I think that's part of the deal of it. But, yeah, I definitely think uh, they're going to have to work on the restructure of it. But the conversation as well, and I think that could take a little bit more time. And also, the, you know, from the Packers' perspective, I mean, you know, they feel like they want – I mean, Aaron Rodgers should be worth more than what the Jets were willing to give them. And so I think it's part of being going to stand still in that regard. Yeah, and I mean, when when you look at the, the trade compensation, it's all about leverage, right? And, and as you said, yes. the, the Packers really don't have a lot now because all the noise coming out of, you know, if, if you read or listen to Bob McGinn on, um, you know, go along with Tyler Dunn and other people, there's been a lot of noise for a long time that they were ready to move on. That, that That's not been a secret. Um, well, I think I think they do have. So I think I don't think either side has more levers than the other. Although mm-hmm. I think you kind of look at it from the Packers' perspective, they don't have to trade them. At least not now. I mean, they could just sit there and you know twiddle their thumbs there. But they would, of course, they would want to get something done before the draft, simply because they would like to have the Jets' uh, first round picks. So I think in that perspective, the Jets do kind of have a little bit of leverage in that regard. But also the Packers also have some leverage too where they don't necessarily have to take a bad deal i mean they could just you know wait for the jets to you know make that offer because they don't necessarily have any other options at the quarterback position unless they want to go after lamar jackson but that doesn't seem like that's going to be the case well yeah no you're, you're absolutely right you know there's literally no other option out there other than lamar jackson but then you're gonna to have to pay more for him anyway so as, as you said there's it, it's probably a standstill in in that aspect but um yeah, for, for the Jets, what, what do you think at the moment? Uh, are they willing to, to give up, or ultimately, what are they going to have to give up outside of a you know what what is the complete package going to look like in your in your mind? Um, I mean, I think it could be a conditional pick there. Um, it could be that. It could be a first. I think they're going to have to give up a first rounder. I really do because I mean they're in the situation. I think they should. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is what a year or two removed from being an MVP of the league. I mean, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I know he had a bit of a down year, but, you know, the fact of the matter is the Jets, you know, kind of painted themselves in this situation where, you know, they need a quarterback. They need somebody like Aaron Rodgers. They, and a lot of people's jobs are probably be on the line. And I don't think it's a big deal to give them a first-round pick. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're trying to win now. You've already proven that by some of the moves that you made. Just give up the first round. If that's all I have to give up to get Aaron Rodgers, who might play two years, like, that's worth it from a PR perspective, a, you know, sales perspective, and obviously a team perspective where, you know, you have an opportunity to not only get to the playoffs, but also, you know, possibly make some noise there. But, yeah, I think that's what they should do, just, just give up the pick. Yeah, I, I, I kind of feel as if, like, this whole conversation's been blurred by all the other stuff that, that goes with, with Rodgers. But ultimately, the Jets wanted a quarterback that can help them win now. I think it it was it seems from the outside anyway that ownership really wanted Rogers because he's gonna really make the organization relevant again. So in that case, you're getting everything you want. So just pay the price it takes and 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 move on. It it it, it sounds as simple as that, really. Yeah, 
I mean, basically what it is, I mean, yeah, it's a top-flight quarterback. I mean, yeah, Lamar Jackson would have to go – you have to give two first-round picks to get Lamar Jackson. You know, for Aaron Rodgers, who will be 40 in December, you know, I don't think one is necessarily a bad price to ask for, considering the fact that he is still played. Like, he, he – despite the year he had last year where he had a broken thumb and a rib injury, he still had a solid year. So, I mean, it's, and the Packers still had an opportunity to make the playoffs at the end of the year. Granted, they lost to the Lions, but – you know, again, he would definitely immensely improve your offense. Even just like a average quarterback play would have got the Jets to the playoffs. Like, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, the way he, even the way he played last year, and especially with the Jets' defense, I mean, they would have had an opportunity to possibly win a playoff game. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you know, there there is a a lot. You know, there's a lot of opinions out there, and and a lot of kind of di- different stories. But I think ultimately. As you said, you know, Rogers is, you know, not that long ago he won back-to-back MVPs. I think there was a lot of reason why last year was a down year. You know, I think the, the talent he had around him wasn't great. And for the Jets, you know, with that defence and the pieces they've got, it, it, as you said, if it wasn't, if they actually had a, a decent quarterback, they probably wouldn't have made the playoffs last year. So really ignoring all the other stuff, this was a trade they absolutely had to make. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, they're looking for a better quarterback. I mean, a lot of people's jobs are potentially on the line, especially considering they were 7-4 at one point in time and had an opportunity to make the playoffs. Why not go after, you know, one of the big fish in Aaron Rodgers? So, I definitely think it was a move they had to make, a move that, you know, I expected, especially when, you know, you go up and, you know, make the thing, you're happy, your offensive coordinator. I think a lot of people looked at size saying that Aaron Rodgers was going to be potentially the quarterback. If you... If you kind of, you know, the, the the main stats we all know from from last year, but if you kind of pop up the hood and, and look under, you know, Rodgers' arm strength was still there. The deep throws was, was still there. Um, and again, he didn't have a lot of talent around him. He's going to have a lot of talent with him on, on, on the Jets. Um, and there may be more talent to come, which we'll get onto in, in a minute. Um, he's going to have a, an elite defense. But I think there's also the factor that he's, going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder because he's going to want to prove people wrong I think he's going to want to prove the, the pack is wrong so what are you expecting from Rodgers the player in 2023 yeah I think it's a marriage that and I wrote about this yesterday in the column like I think they both need each other I mean obviously the Jets need him because you know Robert Solid, you know and they, they, they had to watch the Giants make the playoffs in the Brian Dayball in his first year so that puts them the Jets under a, a big spotlight, especially again considering they were seven and four at one point in time. Seemingly looked like they were going to break their playoffs out, and then only to lose six straight at the end of the year and not even score a touchdown in their last three games. So they had to they had to do this. They had to do this. They had to swing big for you know a guy like Aaron Rodgers, and it puts them under a lot of pressure. I think you know, and obviously they they're trying to hold on to their job and try to also you know get the Jets back to relevancy. You know, as far as Rodgers. Yeah, you kind of hit on it like he's, you know, feels like he's been slighted ever since the Jordan Love, you know, they they drafted him. It was essentially, you know, his his career has come full circle because that's kind of what happened with Brett Favre and that situation. They drafted Aaron Rodgers and, he, you know, basically he became the quarterback and was there for 15 plus years. So, yeah, I definitely think, you know, he feels like he was still playing at a high level. You know, last year was kind of, uh, you know, an outlier, but... You know, he feels like he still has something to prove. And also, he could have his Tom Brady and Peyton Manning on it where they also won Super Bowls with uh, other yeah. organizations late in their career. So I definitely think, you know, why not 
you know, go somewhere where you'll have the chance to win and also um, enhance your legacy even further, which, you know, Aaron Rodgers has an opportunity to do, which I, as I feel like he's already, you know, one of the top 10, uh, the 12 best quarterbacks that's ever played this game. Having watched this team week in and week out, and if Rodgers gets back to, to the level he was a couple of years ago, or even, say, 85% of that, uh, uh, in your opinion, are the Jets and Aaron Rodgers away from competing for a Super Bowl, or do they need to fill out the roster a little bit more? Yeah, I think so. I mean, oh, look, as good as Aaron Rodgers, I mean, as good as Aaron Rodgers was then, I mean, they still didn't get to the Super Bowl. I mean, they got mm. to the NFC Championship, but they ended up losing to the 49ers and Tampa Bay. And, you know, of course, they lost to the 49ers again, divisional round in uh, 2000, 2021. So, yeah, I mean, as good as he was, like, it's, it wasn't good enough to get them to the Super Bowl. So having said that, they definitely need to address some other options, uh, needs there. Defensive tacklers become a big need there, alongside Quentin Williams, who had a tremendous year. I think they need a lot of linebacker. Offensive line is a big concern. We saw, you know, what Aaron Rodgers was behind a uh, very inadequate offensive line last year with the Packers. So you definitely need to shore that up, shore the tackle spots up as well, you know, get some help there, and also the center position. So, yeah, they still have some work to do, uh, I believe, in order to – try to get there. I don't know I don't know even if you do that, like it's still no guarantee that they'll get to the Super Bowl because I mean you got you gotta go to Patrick Mahomes at the Chiefs. The Joe Burrow ain't going anywhere. You know, you see the big moves that they made uh getting Orlando Brown as far as their left tackle, trying to solidify their offensive line. I think everything runs through those two teams and then you got everybody else. The Bills are still there, you know, the top dog in the AFC East, the Dolphins have gotten better, you know, Jacksonville's coming up. You know, we'll see what the Chargers necessarily look like, and also the Ravens if they keep Lamar Jackson. So it's it's a murderous row in the AFC. It's going to be tough, but you know, at least getting a guy like Aaron Rodgers gives you a fighting chance in the AFC because you got to have a top flight quarterback in order to do that. Yeah, that, that's the thing. As good as Rodgers is, and as as better as he'll make the Jets for sure, that AFC is absolutely loaded. And, and you alluded to it there. Given what we've seen after the first week of free agency, it it looks even stronger on paper. Um, and it is going to be a, it, it's not going to be a guarantee of any success. Yeah, absolutely not. I mean, yeah, you got to, not even your own division. I mean, you got to go, like, it, granted, like, nobody's talked about the Patriots. I mean, they've made some moves there, but, you know, even if they are mediocre, which I think some people may think they are, I think they've gotten better. Like, getting Bill O'Brien there as the offensive coordinator, I definitely think it's going to help Mac Jones a lot. We saw them make the playoffs there, year removed from making the playoffs. And their defense, they're always well-coached. Like, they're always going to be well-coached and disciplined under Bill Belichick. That's just how he is. And, by the way, the Jets have not beaten them 14 straight tries. So, say whatever you want to about the Patriots. The Jets need to conquer those demons before anything, before they would start talking Super Bowl, because they hadn't beaten New England since 2015. So, it starts when it starts at winning games in your own division. They did that a little bit last year. They beat the Dolphins. They beat the Bills. But wasn't, still wasn't able to make the playoffs. Now... The next step is, you know, getting out of that hump, getting past Buffalo, winning your division, and, you know, making the playoffs. Yeah, that, that's my only concern, I guess. It's kind of, it, it's unlikely they're going to make that leap from not being a playoff team to going straight to the Super Bowl. It's kind of, you need to learn to, to walk before you can run, right? So there's 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 steps they need. before you can walk, yeah. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so there's like check boxes they need to tick off before we can anoint them Super Bowl contenders, I think. Correct. Correct. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's what it starts in your division. Like, you had dominated there. So, 
Yeah, I think you got to, you know, you beat Buffalo, you hung tough with them in the second game. You know, Mike White, no Mike White got hurt with that rib injury. You know, like I said, the Dolphins have gotten better getting Jalen Ramsey. I think Vic Fancio is the defensive coordinator. is also going to help that team a lot. Uh, also, and then, like I said, the Patriots have gotten better too. So, again, nothing's guaranteed in life whatsoever, other, obviously other than death and taxes. But, yeah, I definitely think that for them, like, if everybody can stay healthy again, it gives you a fighting chance to get to two. Well, granted that your defense can play at that same level that it did last year. Once his trade's done, we'll know he'll have at least one of his uh, running mates in, in Alan Lazard. What are you hearing, if in if anything, on, on Randall Cobb and Odell Beckham Jr.? Well, I, they definitely would be interested. I mean, he would be kind of like a fifth option for them. They already have um, Elijah Moore there. Uh, I would imagine if that would have happened, Denzel Mills might be on the move. Corey Davis is still on the roster too, although I think it's becoming less and less likely that he's going to remain there. Him and... Alan Lazar kind of do very similar type things and yeah. uh, really contributors in not only the passing game but also run blocking. So I definitely think both of those guys, I think Corey Davis is probably the odd man out there. And so, yeah, I definitely think Ryder Cobb could be a guy that they also look at. I know they talked about Mercedes Lewis as well and Odell Beckham, you know, but it's also a possibility, although I, I have a hard time believing they're going to give him probably the, the most money out of anybody else, which I think he might be seeking. He may take a pay cut to pay with Aaron Rodgers, but otherwise I have a hard time believing, you know, the Jets are going to outbid everybody for his services. How, how do you see this working out for Zach Wilson? Obviously, you know, we know how last year went. Um, we kind of assume he'll he'll be the backup. Is this an opportunity for him to learn from one of the best? And then, you know, once Rodgers is done in a couple of years, take that and, and prove that he can still be a starter in New York? Or is this kind of it for for him like how has he still got a chance to kind of salvage things here uh, i mean they they hope so i mean they really hope that he has an opportunity to you know become that starting quarterback at some point i mean I, obviously if Aaron Rodgers plays one year here then it's kind of a band-aid situation where they're back to square one and maybe they have to rely on zach wilson they kind of hope that maybe he can become that quarterback they hoped he could be you know it's very rarely that you know, a guy gets pitched, you know, like this, like multiple times, turns out to be success in the league. The only other option, there's very few um, instances where I think that has happened. Uh, I remember Steve Young uh, was, was an example of that with Tampa Bay, and of course, he went on somewhere else. Usually, Geno Smith is another example, but usually those guys don't remain in the same organization. They end up moving on. So it'll be interesting to see how much he could, can improve and learn from Aaron Rodgers, who was an idol, tablet idol of his going up. Um, I'm going to ask you a couple of quick ones before we go. Obviously, there, there's always, you know, we know with Rodgers, it's, it's more than just a player. There's a, a lot of baggage there. How are you kind of expecting him to embrace the New York media, shall, shall we say? And is there a, a danger that, you know, if, if if things go wrong or there's a couple of bad weeks, that can become a distraction and an impact? What is a young core and, and, and a team that, that, that has started to build chemistry the, the right way is that is there a danger of Rogers becoming a distraction in a big market like New York with with how relentless that media is? I think I think Logosy shows, and I think he's going to show up to uh, OCAs. I would imagine once the deal gets complete, and then you know immerse himself in with the teammates that he has. Something that he apparently he didn't do with the Packers last year. I think he'll be fine. Yeah. Now, as far as 
you know, wins and losses. I definitely think, you know, if you're winning, then it's going to be all good. If you're not, then I think the media is going to try to figure out reasons why you're not winning and why you're not successful. I think as long as he keeps it to football, then I think he'll be fine. I think this is a definitely a unique market, especially political-wise. I don't necessarily, me personally, I really don't care. I'm not going to, you know, ask him politics questions. I'm, I'm there just straight cover football. I know, I understand he is a different type of cat, and it's not the first uh, interesting quarterback I've covered. I covered Jay Cutler when he was with the Dolphins for a year, so I kind of, I'm kind of alluding it towards that. Uh, they were definitely two interesting guys, and I imagine Aaron Rodgers is quite similar in that regard too. But longer than winning games, I, I don't think people are necessarily going to care. But yeah, if they're not winning, then. then Obviously, people are going to be upset and want to know why they're winning. And, you know, I think he'll be fine. I really do. And he's lived in L.A. and Los Angeles and California. He's used to the attention. I don't think that's going to be necessarily, you know, a big thing. The man was on Jeopardy, so for God's sake. So I'm sure he'll, he'll be fine uh, as far as that that's concerned. And, and just finally, before I let you go, you know, you, you've been in the New York market um, long enough to know that, you know, it, it's, you know, this city loves its sports um it's kind of been starved to success but you know with with rogers with the jets and how it's looking with the other teams you know the the mets the yankees the giants on the up you know uh, i know ice hockey gets slapped on but the, the rangers they've gone all in yes um it could be a really exciting year in new york sports because all of a sudden you know almost it seems half the teams are kind of riding the same upwards trajectory together and um it could be quite an interesting year yeah, I mean, it's always it's never a dull moment in the area, so that's for sure. But, yeah, I think, you know, you have the Giants. They made the playoffs last year. They won a playoff game against the Vikings. You know, I'm sure the expectations are, you know, through the, going to be through the roof of the G-Men next year. And then you have to, on the other side, you have the Jets who, you know, yeah, get a big fish. Like a, a big well, like Aaron Rodgers there. They have an attention. They feel like they've been little brother to the Giants for years and, Quite frankly, they have been, but now they kind of get to form their identity, at least for a little bit, you know, have a guy like that and Aaron Rodgers that potentially can get them back to the playoffs and respectability among uh, the AFC. And, yeah, I think it's going to be a tremendous fun, you know, summer. And obviously, you know, the Yankees are always, you know, top billing in New York. So whatever they do, everybody else just kind of falls behind. But, yeah, it could be a definitely an interesting fall for all the sports. Well, well, we'll leave it there. Thank you for jumping on. Um, I hope for your sake that the, the Rogers trade gets confirmed soon so we can kind of all move on and look forward to actual football and uh, maybe we can get you on again uh, once the season's up and running. Yeah, no problem. Thanks, man. Have a good one.